wrong spiritually, everybody knows that they said Jerusalem is not the place where God lives. It's on Mount Gerizim, our mountain. Everybody knew the Samaritans were unclean people and nobody, a good Jew, should have anything to do with them. They were just sick people. They were thirsty people. And Jesus chooses to go to thirsty people. He goes into Samaria because he knows exactly who the Samaritans are. And while he's there, he runs into one. It says in the text, it was near the field that Jacob had long ago given to his son Joseph. The well that Jacob had dug was still there, and Jesus sat down beside it because he was tired from traveling. It was noon. What time was it? Noon. Remember that. It was noon. And after Jesus' disciples had gone into town to buy some food, a Samaritan woman came to draw water from the well. Jesus actually runs into a Samaritan. And she's thirsty. I mean, she's thirsty. See, she comes out to the well at what time? Noon. Everybody knows. Noon is the hottest part of the day. If you're going to go to the well and get water, you don't go out at noon. You go out early in the morning when it's cooler, or you go out later in the afternoon and early evening when it's cooler. You always go those times. You never go to the well at noon. It's just too darn hot. But not this woman. She goes at noon. Why? She's thirsty. She's thirsty in a whole lot of ways. See, she's living a life where she's just treading water. She's just trying to keep her head above. She's just treading water. And all the people that live in Syker, they know about her. They know about her lifestyle. She knows, they know what she's been grabbing onto to stay above water. She knows about the, they know about those, those temporary life jackets that she's been hanging onto, the, the five husbands that she's already had before. See, that's what happens. We're thirsty. We're thirsty. And so like this woman, we grab on to things that we think are going to just help us keep above water. We grab onto the temporary things that Dr. Phil and Oprah and MTV or, or the things that the world tells us, you know, if, if it makes your neighbor happy, then you should grab onto it too because it's got to make you happy. We grab onto those things that we think are going to fill up our lives. They're going to give us meaning and purpose and value. And, and then they rust and they rot and they break. We grab onto all those things because we're thirsty for something more. The woman came at noon. It was the only time she could go because she was an outcast in her town and in her culture. And yet she was thirsty for something more. And she was stuck in her own isolation. And Jesus has a conversation with the woman. Jesus asked her, Would you please give me a drink of water? You're a Jew, she replied. I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink of water when Jews and Samaritans won't have anything to do with each other? And then look what Jesus says back to her. This is so cool. You ready? Jesus answered, 
You don't know what God wants to give you. There's her problem. She doesn't know. She doesn't understand. She's thirsty and she's grabbing on to all of those other things out there in the world trying to, trying to find something to fill her thirst. But she doesn't know. She doesn't know what God wants to bring into her life. She doesn't know yet what, what fulfillment, what thirst quenching fulfillment God wants to bring into her life. You don't know what God wants to give you. And you don't know who is asking you for a drink. If you did, you would ask me for the water that gives what? That's what she wants. See, all the other stuff that she's grabbing onto, all those makeshift life preservers, they just don't Last. The only thing that really gives life is sitting right in front of her. The very thing, the very person that God wants to give her. The Apostle Paul understood it. He experienced firsthand this Jesus just breaking into his life. He wrote to the Romans, he said, If you belong to Christ Jesus, you won't be punished. The Holy Spirit will give you what? Life that comes from Christ Jesus and will set you free from sin and death. If you belong to Christ, you don't have to worry about punishment. If you belong to Christ... You don't have to be lured by all the things of the world. If you belong to Christ, you don't have to hang on to those makeshift life vests anymore. If you belong to Christ, you don't even have to work at treading water anymore. If you belong to Christ, God just promises to gracefully bring everything you need into your life. The very thing she needed in the heat of the day at noon, in the midst of her shame, in the midst of her isolation, the very thing that she needed is in the person sitting right in front of her. And it's what God has always wanted her to have. Thirsty? Got some makeshift life preservers you're holding on to? The very thing that God wants you to have is in the person of Jesus Christ. And when you take hold of Him, and when He takes hold of you, you discover a quenching of your thirst like none other. Jesus is the thirst quencher. Look what He says. He says, Jesus answered her, Everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again. There it is. So if you're holding on to all that stuff, if you're holding on to all the world thinks you need to have, if you're, if you're holding on to the shame and the guilt and all that kind of stuff that's in the past of your life, if you're holding on to that stuff and treading water and all those, it's never going to do it. It's never going to fulfill you. The answer, he says, is no one who drinks the water that I give you will ever be thirsty again. The water I give is like a flowing fountain that gives eternal life. He describes his presence when it comes into your life is that spring, that, that water that just bubbles up out of the ground. It just forces its way up out of the ground. You ever run into a spring and try to stop it up? 
I mean, you take a bunch of dirt and you pile over the, over the head of a spring. What happens to the dirt? Eventually, it gives way, doesn't it? So you can try to oppress it and, and suppress it. You can try to just, you know, put it. It just keeps forcing its well, its way to the surface. Jesus is saying, look, when I get loose in your life, that's the way it happens. When I get loose in your life, I am like that, that fountain, that, that wellspring that just keeps surging and surging and surging into your life and will fill you more and more. There was a father who went to bed at night and uh, out of the darkness he heard his son from his son's bedroom. And, uh, you know, the son said, Dad! You know, the father's like, what? I want a drink of water. The father's, no, just go to sleep. Five minutes later, what do you suppose he heard? Dad, I'm thirsty. I want a drink of water. Dad says, no, son, you should have got that before he went to bed. Just go to sleep. Five minutes later, what do you hear out of the darkness? Dad, I'm really thirsty, Dad. Can you get a drink of water? Dad, of course, by now is kind of fed up with the whole deal and says, Son, no, go to sleep. One more time, you get spanked. Six minutes later. Dad, when you come to spank me, can you bring me a glass of water? (laughs) See, we keep waiting for God to spank us. And instead... He sends us Jesus. He sends us everything good and pure and holy and life-giving. And we can let go. We can let go of the makeshift stuff and instead grab hold of what's pure and holy and good and life-giving. The woman had a hard time understanding it. She said, Sir, please give me a drink of that water. Then I won't have to get thirsty and have to come to this well again. See, it's not just the water she wants. It's to get rid of the other stuff. It's to get rid of the shame she experiences. It's to get rid of the reputation that she has. It's to get rid of the... The path in her life that's leading her nowhere is to get rid of that constant just trying to keep your head above water. Paul tells the Romans, but God sent, set you free when He sent His own Son to be like us sinners and to be a sacrifice for our sin. God used Christ's body to condemn sin. See, Christ is everything. And when He died on the cross for us, we don't have to worry about God spanking us anymore. When Christ died on the cross, the cross is that that stake that God drives in the ground and says, from here on out, look, if you receive Christ, this life-giving water, you don't, you don't have to worry about the guilt anymore. You don't have to worry about the shame anymore. If you, it's a stake in the ground. If you take Christ, this life-giving water, You don't have to worry about the powers of darkness overcoming you. You don't have to worry about the world trying to sell you a bill of goods. You just need to stay focused and drink the right water, the life-giving water that comes from Jesus Christ 
alone. Now, i got to warn you. When you start drinking this water, it will ask you for thirsty compliance. Thirsty compliance. When you drink this water, your life has got to change. It's got to change. It's part of the water. It's in the water. When you drink this water, your life changes. Look what happens to the woman. Jesus told her, go and bring your husband. The woman answered, I don't have a husband. That's right, Jesus replied, you're telling the truth. You don't have a husband? You've already been married five times, and the man you're now living with isn't your husband. If I were him, I'd be kind of worried, wouldn't you? You see, Jesus is calling her and saying, look, you can drink this water, and your life will be incredible. But it's going to change. You can't keep living the old way and drink this water. You can't keep having five husbands and the guy you're with. You can't keep living the old way and drink this water. This water. This water causes change. Because it says when you drink this water, your life comes into compliance with the giver of the water. Your life gets reshaped and remolded in the freedom, in in the nourishment that comes from drinking this water. The woman got a glimmer of it. She said, "I, I know that the Messiah will come. He's the one who is called the Christ. When He comes, He'll explain everything to us. And look what Jesus says to her. Now's your moment, lady. This is it. Now is your moment to have your life changed. I am that one, and I am speaking to you now. And He still is that one. And He's speaking to you right now. Drink the water. And let go of all those makeshift life vests that you've got going in your life. Drink this water. And stop the dog paddling. Just trying to keep your head above water. Drink this water. And let this water change. Your life, your attitude, your outlook your sense of purpose and meaning. Let this water change who you are. And the promise is that once you begin drinking this water, like that fountain that will never stop, it will just keep flowing more and more and more into your life. It will just keep pouring more and more and more into your life until it fills you up to overflowing. Paul says, people who are ruled by their desires think only of themselves. Everyone who is ruled by the Holy Spirit thinks about spiritual things. If our minds are ruled by our own desires, we will die. But if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and peace. Your life gets changed when you start drinking this water. And when you drink enough of it, you begin to shout And your life begins to overflow. Look what happens to the woman. She gets a thirst now for other people. It says the woman left her water jar, ran back to the town, completely abandoned what she came to do, right? She completely abandoned the direction her life was in just to go there at noon and and get some water. Her life has changed and moving in a new direction. She said to the people, Come and see the man who told me everything I had ever done. Could he be the Messiah? 
Everyone in town went out to see Jesus. Her life became totally redirected, filled up in a new way, and it was pouring out into other people. When you drink this water, you let go of all that stuff, and you get full of something new, a person named Jesus, a spirit that gives direction and fulfillment. It was a day of a festival, and Jesus was there, and part of the festival was the experience of, of pouring out water and throwing it against the altar. And, and the glass, great big vessel was being poured out onto the, uh, onto the altar. And in the midst of that, it says, Jesus, on the last and most important day of the festival, stood up and shouted. Did you see that? Did he whimper it? Not at all. Did he whisper it? No, not at all. He shouted it. You got it? He shouted it. If you are thirsty, come to me and drink. Did you hear him? He shouted it so you don't miss it. He's as loud as he can be so you get it in both ears. Look, if your life is treading water, if your life is holding on to makeshift life vests, look, start drinking somebody new. Drink of Jesus Christ. And if you drink, then your life will be full. Have faith in me and you'll have life-giving water flowing. Do you see that? Flowing from deep inside of you. When we drink this water, when we drink in the Spirit of Christ, it fills us. But it's got to go somewhere. It fills us and it flows elsewhere. Here's a test for you. Look at your life. If your life isn't flowing, if it's not flowing into somebody else, if you're not flowing Jesus Christ into somebody else, guess what? You're not drinking enough. You're just not drinking enough. Because He just promised you. Look, if you drink from this fountain, the fountain will never give up. The fountain will always be flowing. The spring will never run dry. It's always going to force itself to fill you more and more and more and more. So if you're not flowing out into somebody else, then you must not be drinking enough. What do you think of that? You come to a church and it tells you, drink more. Water. Drink more. Water. Jesus Christ. Drink more water, the Holy Spirit. Drink more. Talk with Him. Pray with Him. Converse with Him day in, day out, moment in, moment out. Continue to have Him as your constant companion and guardian. Continue to let Jesus Christ just move and flow in the experience of whatever is going on in your life. Paul says, Yet God raised Jesus Christ to life. And we could put the word your right in front of it, couldn't we? Jesus Christ was raised to be in your life. And God's Spirit now lives where? In you. That's the water. And He will raise you to life by His Spirit. No, it's not raise you someday. It's raise you today and tomorrow. And the next day, when you just drink the water. Friends, get thirsty. Get thirsty. Get thirsty for Jesus Christ. 
And he will never, he will never run out of what you need to raise you above treading water, to raise you above those things that you're holding on to. He will raise you above so much more and let you flow into the lives of somebody else. Come thirsty and drink. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We ask that we could really be thirsty, that we could just really be thirsty for your Son, Jesus Christ, that he would come and fill us this day in this room and that his Spirit would just overshadow us with a strength and a purpose and a meaning, that we could let go of all that other stuff, all that other stuff that gets intermingled into our life. And uh, we just ask that we could hold on to what's true, And what has eternal purpose? Come into us in the power of your Spirit and let that water fill us to overflowing that we can change the lives of others as Jesus Christ has changed ours. It's in his name we pray. Amen.